0: Hey everyone, Chad here. I just got back from grilling up some corn dogs and drinking some mules out in Moscow. I threw that mule back hard, but she got the last laugh. They always do. Okay, the riddle for the day is pretty tough, so I'm going to give it to you at the end of this podcast. That will keep you from turning me off and thinking about the riddle, which would not be very clever on my part. Quotes for today are the following. Number one, success is going from failure to failure without losing enthusiasm. That was Mr. Winston Churchill. And number two, bureaucracy is the art of making the possible impossible. (laughs) Okay, jumping in. Content from today comes from the book Bold, How to Go Big, Create Wealth, and Impact the World from Peter Diamandis and Stephen Kotler. Now, I typically am leery of any title that talks about creating huge wealth. I see so many billionaires advertising on Facebook, quote-unquote, free content that will lead you to becoming rich, and I can't help but always wonder, like, who really cares about that? I mean, of course money is great, but people really need absolute optimization. They need vitality. They need love. They need to feel needed. They need to gain the right insights to unlock the chains that are wrapped around their potential. Money is just one outcome. I mean, if you have all the money in the world but are too out of shape to shoot hoops with your kid or too busy to make love to your partner, you're not going to be fulfilled. We need great sex. We need great friendship. We need something to give to physically and financially. We need hobbies and outlets for our interest. We need to continue challenging our minds, our assumptions, and our process for living. We need fulfillment and then money. The latter without the former, to me, is just gas on a fire that will eventually burn down your life. But fulfillment first will light the fire you need and will help bring the outcomes like money. If you're out of shape or eating like crap or uninspired or bored at your job or feeling lost, buying a quote-unquote free billionaire booklet is not going to solve the problem. We need mobility. We need to reduce the quantity of our friendships and focus on the quality, something that I recently had to take a very tough look at. You may need to dive into some extra activities with your kids you probably need to fall in love with the process of building vitality and stop chasing the weight loss or the six pack. Those are outcomes. The process will get you there when you follow it and fall in love with it. Again, something I struggle with. I chase this vision of a body that I really, really wanted, which is good to have a vision. You want to see what the end looks like in your mind, but until you fall in love with eating healthy and exercising daily, you'll never hit your vision. That's everything. If you don't love the work you have to put in, the outcome will always suffer. Okay, Chad, you're an idiot. Stay focused. This book is different because of the authors, Peter Diamandis and Stephen Kotler. On the back, it states the following. Bold is a radical how-to guide for using exponential technologies, moonshot thinking, and crowd-powered tools to create extraordinary wealth while also positively impacting the lives of billions. Diamandis and Kotler explore the exponential technologies that are disrupting today's Fortune 500 companies and enabling upstart entrepreneurs to go from, I've got an idea to, I run a billion-dollar company. Far faster than before, they provide exceptional insight into power of 3D printing, artificial intelligence, robotics, networks and sensors, and synthetic biology. Drawing on insights from billionaire entrepreneurs Larry Page, Elon Musk, Richard Branson, and Jeff Bezos, the book offers the best practices that allow anyone to leverage today's hyper-connected crowd. The authors teach how to design and use incentive competitions launch million-dollar crowdfunding campaigns to tap into tens of billions of capital and to build communities. One of the reviews on the back states the following, Abundance, which was a book that Stephen and Pete, Peter previously wrote, Abundance showed us where our world can be in 20 years. Bold, this book, is a roadmap for entrepreneurs to help us get there. That was from Eric Schmidt, the executive chairman of Google. Peter's accomplishments are so ridiculously extraordinary, it would take me an entire podcast to list them. I recommend doing a quick search and I'll add links to my website for you to check out. But the back of the book states the following Peter H. Diamandis is the founder of more than 15 high tech companies. He is the chairman and CEO of XPRIZE, which, if you don't know what XPRIZE is, I would definitely look that up as well, and executive chairman and co founder of Singularity University. Again, I would look that up if you're not familiar with Singularity University. In 2014, he was named one of the world's 50 greatest leaders by Fortune Magazine. And Stephen Kotler is a New York Times bestselling author, an award-winning journalist, and the co-founder and director of research for the Flow Genome Project. Stephen Kotler keeps popping up in all of my podcasts. I've mentioned two of his books in previous podcasts, The Rise of Superman, which I read every single morning in my car before going in and playing a 6 a.m. game of racquetball, otherwise known as A War Between Four Walls. I'd read a few pages and then go do a little one-two shuffle, trick shot, hit him in the nads, kill shot, bada-bam, bada-bing. Okay, sorry. I also have referenced Stealing Fire, which I am in the middle of reading, and that book is just like mind-blown. The way that they talk about the Navy SEALs tapping into group flow, the precious power of our unconscious minds, and the potential benefits of hallucin- hallucinogenic drugs like LSD or psilocybin, a.k.a. magic mushrooms, yeah, it's it's a mind-blown kind of thing. I will definitely be doing some deep dives on these books, so st- stay tuned for that. Just a side note, even if you've read these books, I'm hoping that this podcast is a nice way to regurgitate and remember some of the critical insights and principles from the content. That's the entire point of this podcast to help give you quick injections and meaningful insights that will help you unlock the chains that are wrapped around your potential. I'm a personal believer that the inpoints, I'm a personal believer that the inputs we consume do begin to shape our lives without us even knowing it. So if you are constantly reading great self-help books, you are probably picking up on key principles and putting them into action more subconsciously than you may even think. However, there are things that we forget. My goal is to help synthesize the information and bring great principles back to life for me and uh, I'm just sharing them um, in this system with all of you. Okay, chat, shut up. Roger that boss. In the book Bold, they have a wide range of fascinating topics, and I will be more than likely coming back to a lot of those. However, today, I wanted to simply note the eight innovation principles that they list out from Google to the book we go. Google has eight innovation principles that govern their strategy, famously summarized in a 2011 article by Google Senior Vice President of Advertising, Susan Wojcicki. And just a side note, Susan is now the CEO of YouTube, which was bought by Google in 2006. Um, it was actually Susan who urged her bosses, Larry and Sergey, to buy YouTube for 1.65 billion dollars. And interesting enough, interestingly enough, in 1998, Larry and Sergey actually. Re- rented a garage garage space from susan susan was in school and looking for some extra cash so she rented her garage that's where they ended up starting google was in susan's garage and she ended up becoming employee number 16. i found a pretty cool video that i'll add um into into the notes for this on my website that you can check out back to the book Throughout this book, we'll see them highlighted in different ways and exhibited by different people. Without doubt, these roles are core to your success as an exponential entrepreneur. My suggestion is that you write them on your wall, use them as a filter for your next startup idea, but above all, don't ignore them. Let's take a quick look. Number one, focus on the user. We'll see this again in chapter six, when Larry Page and Richard Branson speak about the importance of building customer centric businesses. Number two, share everything in a hyper-connected world with massive amounts of cognitive surplus. It's critical to be open, allow the crowd to help you innovate and build on each other's ideas. I found that one to be extremely fascinating. I think the traditional world was keep all of your secrets secret Keep all of your intellectual property as close to the, uh, close to lockdown as possible, which I mean, there is still a degree that that needs to be done within corporate, the corporate world. But this new idea of sharing everything is just, um, very fascinating. Okay. Number three, look for ideas everywhere. The entire third part of this book is dedicated to the principle that crowdsourcing can provide you with incredible ideas, insights, products, and services. Number 4. Think big but start small. This is the basis for singularity university 109 thinking. You can start a company on day 1 that affects a small group but aim to positively impact a billion people within a decade. Whew. okay. Number 5. Never fail to fail. The importance of rapid iteration. Fail frequently, fail fast and fail forward. Number 6 spark with imagination, fuel with data. Agility, that is nimbleness, is a key discriminator against the large and linear. And agility requires lots of access to new and often wild ideas and lots of good data to separate the worthwhile from the wooly. For certain, the most successful startups today are data-driven. They measure everything and use machine learning and algorithms to help them analyze that data to make decisions. Okay, number seven, be a platform. Look at the most successful companies getting billion-dollar valuations. Airbnb, Uber, Instagram, they are all platform plays. Is yours. And number eight, have a mission that matters. Perhaps most important, is the company you're starting built upon a massively transformative purpose? When the going gets hard, will you push on or give up? Passion is fundamental to forward progress. Okay, while reading these, I couldn't help but think about something Mike Maples Jr. said in an interview with Tim Ferriss. Yes, I am a huge Tim Ferriss fan. His podcasts and books have helped me to transcend my own capabilities. I'll come back to that word, transcend, in a minute. Mike was talking about the notion of disruption in technology and how he is always leery when new founders tell him they want to disrupt an industry. And he, he makes a note that great founders don't actually set out with that in mind, or that is their mission. And I don't want to quote or misquote Mike, but he gave an example of Uber. He, he basically was, was pointing out that they didn't set out to shut down the cab industry, They set out to transcend it. And when you look at the definition of the word transcend, it means to go beyond the range or limits of. So the mission is to break free from the constraints that exist. The same goes for my own performance levels. One way for me to go beyond my current limitations is to change my inputs and then redirect my actions accordingly, which is why I am so grateful for Tim Ferriss and his profound work. That podcast was a huge, huge uplift to the inputs that I was consuming, turning off the radio, turning on great content, and then having my you know actions changed accordingly. And just to go back to the book, The Rise of Superman by Stephen Kotler, subtitle Decoding the Science of Ultimate Human Performance, if that title doesn't interest you. I don't know what does. Um, They actually talk about the importance of the challenge skill ratio from the book. I'll read a very small excerpt. If the challenge is too great, fear swamps the system. If the challenge is too easy, we stop paying attention. Flow appears near the emotional midpoint between boredom and anxiety in what scientists call the flow channel. Okay, I'll come back to that whole challenge skill ratio in a totally different podcast, but wanted to mention it here because I think it fit in quite nicely. The important takeaways for me when looking at the eight principles from Google are to tap into creativity, focus on delivering high value, and don't be afraid of failure. Um, And of course, as I mentioned while reading, share everything, including great ideas Okay. When I think about the transcending personal limitations, my key takeaway there is to challenge yourself daily, but be careful of the challenge. For example, if I set out every day to produce a podcast at the level of Tim Ferriss, I would lose touch and focus very quickly. My goal is to become better than what I was yesterday in every area of life. That's the absolute optimization that I was referring to earlier in this podcast. Okay. Okay. That is today's show. I thank you for taking the time to listen. If you enjoyed, please keep stopping back. You can visit my website at www.mayrocky5.com. That's M-E-R-A-K-I, the number five, dot com. is a Greek word that means to put love, soul, and creativity into all that you do. Five represents the principles for which my blog My work, my vision for living a life is founded upon, so more on that later. MayRocky5.com is where you can find all relevant links to previous podcasts. If you're just checking me out for the first time, I recommend that you listen to Restraint is Power, which was podcast number four. I am not going to recommend Rogue Warrior (laughs) like usual. (laughs) I was only recommending it because I love saying Rogue Warrior. But I figured out how to incorporate that into this podcast without even recommending it. Um, I do like that one. So if you want to check it out, do that as well. Um, As for the website or the blog, you can enter your email into that and you will get very nicely organized and beautifully elegant content delivered straight to your inbox every time I send out a blog. So I encourage you to sign up for that. Finally, as promised, I'll end with a riddle. Three guys check into a hotel. The clerk tells them it's $30, so they each pay $10. After they go to their room, the clerk realizes that he made a mistake. It should have only been $25. So he gives the bellhop $5 to take back to the three guys. On the way back to the room, the bellhop realizes that the $5 cannot be split evenly amongst three guys. So he decides to keep $2. Thus, each guy gets $1 back. So the guys each paid $9, which nine times three equals 27. And the bellhop kept $2, which is 29. Where did the extra dollar go? Uh, It's so mind boggling. Okay. I'll put this riddle up on my website for you to have as easy reference. And you can check it out there. www.mayrocky5.com forward slash podcast. Later, Gators.